At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to The Look At. It is our number three with myself, Greg Peterson, and we've got a little bit of everything for you in this final hour. In the first segment, we are going to be going bowling as I'm going to be taking a look at Missouri versus Army and just anything that's standing out in general with what we've seen with regards to these bowls. So we're going to have some fun there. We're going to be taking a look at some college basketball as well. Taking a little bit of a look forward to the NFL as well towards back half of this segment. And we're going to be giving you guys some best bets towards the back half of this show as well. Just what I like with regards to bowl games, college basketball, refresh the New York post play of the day as well. So we've got a little bit of everything in the final hour, but got to be going with the big game that we're going to be seeing in regards to the, I guess you could call it all around football because I mean, we typically don't wind up getting Tuesday night football, but we wound up having it yesterday. So it's weird to not have the NFL on this day. But with that said, you do have yourself Missouri versus Army. That is in the Armed Forces Bowl. And when it comes to Army, you're finding them as a six and a half point favorite in the spot. Total on this game is 54 and a half. And I do think that Army should be able to cover this game because you've got a Missouri team that, for one, I have no idea how this team wound up getting into a bowl game. This team was legitimately bad. Throughout the season, I mean, I still remember their non-cover against Central Michigan. They have been burning bankrolls all season long. They were able to get in because they were able to have that 24-23 win against Florida. They wound up being able to do just enough against a team like a Vanderbilt. But, I mean, this is already a team that they've given up 62 points to Tennessee this season. They wound up having a not-so-great effort against Boston College as well. When it comes to Army, they did wind up losing the Army-Navy game, but still, this is a relatively solid team that 
you take a look at what they've been able to do throughout the season, and it's been intriguing to watch them. They were able to get a nice win over Liberty. They were able to go to overtime. They were able to get the win against Air Force. It wasn't a thing of beauty, but they did a solid job there. And what is really big in this game, you've got a Missouri team that is in the bottom 10 with regards to rush defense, giving up 229 rush yards per game. You know what Army does? Yeah, they run the ball. Shocker, I know, but this is an Army team that they just come at you with like seven different guys that are able to get like 10 carries a game, and we all know what's going to be happening with regards to this, and Army, I think that they're going to be able to rack it up. You really can't take a look at just one plain individual when it comes to Army because you've got five different guys that have rushed for at least 347 yards when it comes to this Army team. You've got three different guys with at least seven rushing touchdowns, so you just take a look at the collective. 3,437 rushing yards, nearly five yards of carry, 44 touchdowns on the ground. I mean, this guy, this team just comes at you with a little bit of everything. Tyro Roberts along Tyler Tyler. You've got just so many different guys that are able to run the ball for this team. I have no idea how Missouri is going to be able to prepare for this. They're a rush defense that has been absolutely terrible. And you don't expect the ball to be in the air very often. But I mean, the main quarterback for Army has been Christian Anderson. And He's yet to throw an interception this year. And for that matter, the two guys that have thrown at least 13 passes for Army. None of them have thrown an interception. So you got that. But I mean, that's to be used for like the three passes that we're probably going to be seeing from Army. If they're passing the ball, you know that something has went terribly wrong. And that's not something that Army is prepared to do. Meanwhile, you take a look at Missouri and well, the passing game has an essay been too terrific for this team. Either you got Blazek, who's been able to give you right around 16 touchdowns. To 11 interceptions for Basilic. He has not necessarily been a guy that has been necessarily too efficient. You take a look at him. Lions three weeks, three touchdowns of three interceptions. He did not wind up getting the job done against Arkansas. So, I mean, that's a little bit of an issue when it comes to this Missouri team. And when it comes to Missouri in general, what I think is going to be very intriguing about them is what they're able to do on the ground because they actually do have a 1,600-yard rusher and Tyler Beatty. He has been absolutely tremendous for the team. 14 touchdowns. You take a look at what he wound up doing in that game against Arkansas, 219 yards. So while the quarterback situation was not great for the team, he was able to come through in 146 yards for that matter and four out of the last five weeks. So you certainly do have a game that's going to be featuring a whole bunch of grounding and pounding, but I mean, we've already seen Army actually play a game in which it was 70-56 to 56 against Wake Forest. Now, I don't think that you're going to be getting something like that in this spot, but Missouri's a team that is very willing to oblige and give up a whole bunch of points. So if I'm looking at anything with regards to the total, I'm going to be looking at the over. But what I really feel good about in this one is Army just being able to bludgeon Missouri on the ground. I am willing to lay the 6 half. When it comes to Army, I think that it's a good motivational spot. This is the Armed Forces Bowl, so you know that it's going to mean quite a bit to them. Meanwhile, for Missouri, you're just wondering how in the world this team wound up getting into a bowl game at this point. So I do think that this is a relatively good spot for Army. So I'm looking to lay it here with them. And when it comes to just bowl season in general, we only have one bowl game that is going to be coming up on this Wednesday. So we've got a little bit of a shorter slate there. We're going to be touching upon a little bit later on in the week, things like the bowl that is going to be going out there for the Frisco Classic and everything like that. So I have no fear there, but we do now have a little bit more clarity with regards to what is going to be happening in the NFL this week as Tuesday night football, I guess you can call it, Tuniff wound up being played. So let's take a little bit of a look forward to 
the games that we're going to be seeing coming up for this upcoming NFL week. We touched on a little bit the San Francisco 49ers versus the Tennessee Titans game when we had Dave Ross on the show in the first hour. So how about if we go with the two Saturday games? We've got the Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers and the Indianapolis Colts and the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to start Packers versus Browns. Browns are catching seven points. Browns game is anywhere between 44 and 44 and a half. And with the Browns, you got to figure that you're going to have either Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, or both wind up getting cleared for this game. So you aren't going to need to go to Mr. Mullins. Although I will say Nick Mullins didn't necessarily do a bad job in this game. He actually looked relatively solid. And whenever he was out there with the San Francisco 49ers, he always gave you a good effort. So you're not going to see too much of a fall off there. And then when you take a look at the flip side and what you're going to be able to get out of this Green Bay Packers team, I think that they're the best team out there in the NFC right now. I was mentioning it a little bit earlier, two to one for them to be able to win the NFC. That's just too short at this point. I don't think that there's a ton of value. They're sort of in transition, for lack of a better term, because they are expecting to get back soon. I don't know if it's going to be this week, but it's going to be soon. You're going to wind up getting back David Bakhtiari, and then also Jair Alexander. Alexander has been out for a very long time. Bakhtiari looks like just wound up coming off of injured reserve, so there is a chance that he could wind up playing in this game. I think that that would be very good for a Packers offense that they've all of a sudden been able to find it recently. Aaron Rodgers still is questionable. You can take off that cue. He's going to wind up playing in this game. He has been absolutely magnificent. 30 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Now, would I be looking at him to be able to win MVP? I'm not sure about that, but he's been able to play his best football down the stretch. I mean, how about him being able to rack up 13 touchdowns to zero interceptions the last three weeks. He has been able to complete at least 69.7% of his passes in three out of those four weeks as well. So he has been terrific for this team. And then I take a look at the Browns and this is just an offense that in general is not necessarily getting a lot going, but I do like the way that the defense has been able to perform for this team as well. You just take a look at this team and well, you are dealing with a lot of injuries when it comes to them as well. You should have a lot more guys be available for this game as well. Miles Garrett being a little bit banged up. Got to figure that he's going to go. You want to be seeing what form of Miles Garrett you're going to be getting, but I would expect it to be relatively solid. When it comes to Denzel Ward and company, these guys are solid in the secondary, but when it comes to this offense, just still a lot of question marks as well as you wind up having quite a bit of the offensive line dealing with COVID-19 as well as it just was a entire calamity for the Cleveland Browns. You got to figure that they're going to be in a little bit of better shape for this game, especially if you're able to get back some of your key pieces because I know that Jarvis Landry wound up missing last week as well. So that is that is something that certainly just just does take the air out of the sails a little bit for this team. You got to figure that you're going to have either Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum. And to me, it does not make a difference at this point because Baker Mayfield is so banged up that the difference between he and Case Keenum, I think, is zero. And honestly, I might value Case Keenum just a tad bit more than Baker Mayfield. If I'm looking at anything right now, I'd be looking to lay these seven with the Packers. Not necessarily too strong on that right now. I want to be seeing more information that winds up coming out with the Browns, but. With the way that the Browns defense is playing in comparison to the offense, I'd be taking a look at it under in the spot at 44. Also keep in mind, this is going to be a game that is going to be played in Lambeau Field. It's December, and guess what? In Wisconsin, it's cold in December. I lived there for 22 years. Trust me, I don't want to be going back and experiencing that cold once again. So we can just leave it right there. So I do take a look at an under in that game. And then when it comes to Colts versus Cardinals, that is going to be the other game that we're going to be seeing on Saturday. As of right now, you're finding the Indianapolis Colts as about a one-point underdog in a lot of spots with a total of 50. And 
I think that this is a intriguing spot just because when you take a look at this Cardinals team, they have been dealing with Isaiah Simmons, who's been dealing with a little bit of an injury. He is one of the better defensive players that you're going to find in the NFL. You've got Zach Ertz, who's currently banged up as well. I want to be seeing a little bit more injury information when it comes to this Arizona Cardinals team before I want to firing before I wind up firing in on anything. Because if they've got their offensive weapons out there, like Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz, James Conner, all of guys that are questionable right now, then I can really get behind a play on the Arizona Cardinals. If like two out of these three guys wind up being out, or if you wind up getting the entire hat trick, then it winds up becoming a little bit more of a difficult scenario because I do like what I'm seeing out of the Indianapolis Colts right now. I do think that there's value on them to be able to win the AFC South with the way that the Tennessee Titans have been playing. And when it comes to the Colts, this is a team that they really seem to be coming into their own. Now, I need to see a little bit more in crunch time out of Carson Wentz, but the numbers themselves are very good. 23 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, throwing for a little bit over 3,000 yards. Has been pretty precise with the ball recently. Wound up having a shaky start to begin the year with the Colts, but you can tell as the weeks are going on, he's getting more and more comfortable, and Michael Pittman Jr. does a good job of being able to take the pressure off of him as well. But when it also comes down to what we're also seeing out of this Colts team, they do have a couple injuries in the secondary as well, so... If I'd be looking at anything as of right now, I'd be taking a look at the over, but I do want to be seeing more injury information before I'd be winding up firing on this because I do think that who winds up playing slash not playing for the Cardinals would be dictating my play as whether or not I'd be willing to take the Colts on the money line or just stay away. Something that we're not staying away from, college basketball. We're hitting that very hard, taking a look at some of the marquee games for Wednesday next right here on the Lookout on Beeson, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding 
He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. To the next. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. You're back on the look ahead right here on VSN, the sports betting network, coming at you from lovely Circa, the wonderful sports book and resort out here in Las Vegas. And we ran through a little bit of football in the first segment. Going to be hitting on a couple NFL games in the next segment as well, but got to be getting to some college basketball here as we've got a big giant slate that is going to be coming at you for this Wednesday. Even with like 10 or so games winding up getting postponed slash canceled, we've still got over 60 games on the betting board. Went through a few in the previous hour as well. So if you want to missing those, vcin.com slash best bets. We've got you all covered there. But with that said, how about if we dive into this college basketball betting board and you've got one game of intrigue between two mid-majors that have been just very profitable in general. One this year, one overall the last three years. 749, 750 on the betting board. How about if we go with the old flying Dutchman of Hofstra hitting the road to face off against Monmouth. They're now called the Pride, but... I like the name, the Flying Dutchman. And you've got the old Flying Dutchman catching anywhere between four and a half and five and a half points. And your total on this game, you're getting it right around a 146 and a half when it comes to Hofstra. This has been the best against the spread team in all of college basketball since the beginning of the 2018-19 season. Now they are under the tutelage now of Speedy Claxton. You may recall he wound up playing in the NBA, was one of the more notable guys to ever wind up coming from Hofstra. But they have been absolutely tremendous this season under them. They went on the road without their top scorer in Zach Cooks, and they wound up getting an outright win against Arkansas a few days ago. Meanwhile, you've got a Monmouth team that this team has been absolutely tremendous. There's one team that is undefeated against the spread this season in college basketball. That'd be Monmouth. 12-0 and against the spread. So if you place 12 bets on Monmouth this season against the spread, You've won 12 times, which is absolutely tremendous. But getting back to that stat that I wound up throwing out there about Hofstra, ever since the beginning of the 2018-19 season, you've actually had them pass up a little bit. So I did wind up giving you a little bit of a lie there. Baylor has been the number one team against the spread since the beginning of the 2018-19 season. 64-38-3. Hofstra just behind them. 62-37-1. This has been a cover machine for you for many, many years. Monmouth has been a relatively solid team as well, but when it comes down to it in this game, you got to figure that Zach Cooks, if he winds up playing for Hofstra, is going to be a little bit banged up. This is their top score, a guy that's able to give you right around 17 and a half points per game. But fortunately for you, Hofstra winds up countering with Aaron Estrada as well. Someone who wound up beginning his career at St. Peter's, spent a year at Oregon, was not utilized whatsoever last season, but he has been absolutely tremendous for this team. A guy that's able to shoot right around 40% from three-point range. He's dishing out 5.3 assists per game, giving you 13.5 points per game. He's also supported by Jalen Ray. Ray has been very good for this bunch as well. You've got him being able to shoot right around 40% from three-point range rather than Estrada. Estrada is more the good free-throw shooter for this team, right around 95% at the free-throw line. But with Ray shooting 46% from three, 14.5 points, four boards, he has been magnificent for the team as well. Now, if you do have one fear with this Hofstra team, they're not necessarily the most stout team down low. 
Right now, your main rebounder for this team, Abriyama Iola, he is currently out due to injury, so that has hurt them a little bit. But you've got Darlson Dunbar, who has been able to give you right around six boards per game. Another guy that shoots very well from three-point range. So you've got a Hofstra team that, in general, they have been able to come into their own as well. When it comes to Iola, he has wound up missing four games this season, and there's a chance that he could wind up coming back for this game as well, as this is someone that has sort of been in and out of the fold, so you want to be checking injury information accordingly. There's someone who wound up actually beginning his career at Stetson, wound up actually transferring to Arkansas, and was a part of the team that was able to stick it to them a couple of days ago, as he actually wound up playing in that game with 18 points, 14 rebounds, so should be good to go in this one. And then you take a look at what you're able to get out of Monmouth, and you do have a guy in Walker Miller, who's actually the son, the brother of Wes Miller. He's been able to do a solid job down low for this Monmouth team. A guy that's able to give you right around seven rebounds per game. He's been able to chip in their double figures. And when it comes to Monmouth, this is a team that overall from three-point range has been absolutely magnificent. They shoot as a collective 36% for three, but it's really the top two guys for this team. Shavar Reynolds, George Pappas. They are able to combine for... 33 points per game. You got both of these guys combined to shoot right in the pocket of about 40.2% from three-point range. Both of these guys shoot above 87% the free throw line. And Willer and Miller, Pappas, Reynolds, their top three scores, they all shoot between 87.5 and 87.8% the free throw line. So if you have a late game following situation, you're able to feel very good about this Monmouth team, but I think that Hofstra is going to be able to hang in there. Even with Zach Cooks out, they've been able to get reinforcements with regards to some of the other ailments that they've been dealing with. This is a Hofstra team that is very well coached. I think that these teams, even with Zach Cooks out of the fold, should be relatively equal on a neutral court. I want to blind in this more with Monmouth being about a three to three and a half point favorite. So I take a look at this game. I like the points. I also want to saying my total at 146. I think we've went a little bit too far here because while both of these offenses are very efficient, they're not ones that are necessarily going to be kicking at too far up tempo. So I take a look at this spot here at the 146 and a half looking at an under. And when it comes to Hofstra, very willing to take a five year. I'd be willing to take a four or greater with them. What else has been very great this season? The rise of Minnesota. I don't think that a lot of people were expecting much out of them. I can tell you right now, I'm not afraid to say this. I had them dead last in my projector finish coming into the season in the Big Ten, and they have surprised a lot of people as they're going to be taking on UW-Green Bay. And if you're looking on the betting board for this, 771-772, Minnesota, a 17-point favorite. Total on this game is saying we're team 130 and 130 and a half, and I wound up saying Minnesota is a 22.5-point favorite. Now, if there is something that could wind up catching up with Minnesota, this is a team that does not have any depth whatsoever. But the five guys that they wind up throwing out there, and typically it's actually a little bit more like six, they are all very, very good. you got to love what you're able to get out of James Battle. 18.5 points per game. He's able to chip in there right around seven rebounds per game. A guy that's able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range. And then when it comes to Minnesota as well, you've got a pair of guys that are very good sharpshooters. EJ Stevens has been able to shoot about 45% from three-point range, along with Peyton Willis. Both of these guys are double-figure scorers for Minnesota. Minnesota has also been able to do a good job just with regards to general efficiency. They are in the top 25 with regards to fewest possessions per game. Now, they're playing a little bit more of a slow and controlled tempo, but what they also do a nice job of is not beating themselves. They're in the bottom 25 with regards to fouls, which means that they commit the fewest fouls in all of college basketball, and they're 13th in opponent's three-point shooting percentage. Meanwhile, you got a UW-Green Bay team that you really don't have a lot of options. This is not a team that is very good down low. Emmanuel Ansung has been able to give you right around 12 points. 
Five rebounds per game. Donovan Ivory has come in from Boise Sadie's man. We'll get the team right around 10 to 11 points per game. But if you're looking for someone to be able to take the top off of a defense, if you're looking for a guy to really be able to help out with regards to just being able to hit a couple threes, you really don't have that with this UW Green Bay team. The good news is they're relatively efficient. They don't wind up turning the ball over a whole heck of a lot. But this is a UW Green Bay team that they really like possess. Among 358 D1 teams, they're in the bottom 20 with regards to scoring. With regards to points out of per possession basis, they're a tad bit better, but 347th out of 358 D1 teams when it comes to being able to make three-point shots. They themselves on defense, they're 293rd in opponent's field goal shooting percentage, so you've got a lot to be desired here. It's a bunch of which I think is going to have some very brutal times moving forward. I will say, if there is one thing that you're able to say for UW-Green Bay, they're very unlucky. Opponents have shot 80.8% at the free throw line. When you take a look at opponents' free throw shooting percentage, that, in my opinion, is about as lucky as luck gets. They are 357th out of 358 D1 teams there, but this is not a very good UW-Green Bay team, in my opinion. I think that Minnesota should be able to house them in this spot, set them as a 22.5-point favorite. When it comes to the total, I think that there's a little bit more intrigue here. You've got a UW-Green Bay team that has really cranked down their tempo, a Minnesota team that they're hanging their out on defense. They're trying to play as efficiently as possible. So set this all at 120.5. I'm diving under, and I'm willing to lay the points when it comes to Minnesota. How about if we wind up going to another team that's out there in the Midwest that is going to be trying to be able to pull off a nice win, 775, 776. Missouri and Illinois, we've got the border battle, and right now it is Illinois finding themselves as a hefty 13.5 to a 14-point favorite. You turn on this game in between 139 and 140. This is a game that's going to be played out there in St. Louis. So even though Missouri is listed as the team on the bottom, this is not going to be a true home game for Missouri. This is going to be played rather at the Enterprise Center. So always want to be checking that and as a result, I actually think that it's going to be very relatively neutral in this game. A lot of giving Missouri maybe a little bit of a bump, but I think we've went a little bit too far here with Missouri. And the big reason why is that this is a team that's been dealing with a lot of injuries. And Tron Coleman is now back at the fold for Missouri. Someone who is really the top facilitator for the team. A guy that's able to give you 8 points per game. And I think that Kobe Brown is going to be able to keep this team within arm's reach. 14 points, 9 rebounds per game now for Missouri. The three-point shooting is ridiculously awful. They shoot about 26% for three-point range as a collective. Illinois has been shooting 39% for three, but the big bugaboo for Illinois, turnovers. They commit darn near 15 of them per contest. Andre Corbello has been out for quite a while, but I would actually argue that Illinois has been playing some of their best basketball without Andre Corbello out there on the floor. Now, Kofi Coburn, he is going to be a force. 23 points. 12 rebounds per game, and you know that Illinois is going to be out for blood because they actually wound up losing this battle last season. It's a big-time rivalry, so you do always want to be keeping that in mind. But because it is a big-time rivalry, I do think that Missouri is going to be up for this game. I think that they're going to be able to do a relatively solid job down low. I think that they're going to be able to lock down on a Illinois team that's shooting right around 39% from three-point range. Jacob Granderson, Alfonso Plummer, these two guys are combining for about 30 points per game, but I think that you're going to get a little bit of pop from Amari Davis in the backcourt. So I'm taking a look at the points when it comes to Missouri. Coming up next, we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look at the NFL and what we're all going to be getting this week as well. That's on the other side right here on the look at on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off a of VSIN all access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every single game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going for every single game. Sign up today and you also get 
in on our daily best bets emails, our weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new College Bowl betting guide covering every single game. That is for just $39. And that's right here on vcin.com slash subscribe as it is a look at. It is myself, Greg Oops Peterson. If you're listening to me live at 12.30 a.m. Pacific, 3.30 a.m. Eastern, well, coming up the next three hours, you get me again. So that is always joyous for many people. Hopefully it's joyous. If it's not, well, I do apologize. But with that said, if you're listening to the replay at 3.30 a.m. Pacific, 6.30 a.m. Eastern, well, we've got Stormy Bonantoni and Sean King on Follow the Money. So I'm sure that it's going to be absolutely tremendous what they're going to be able to throw out there. I'm sure that they're going to do a great job taking a look at everything that we wanted seeing from Tuesday and turning it forward. So we're going to have some fun there. And here in this segment, we are going to be taking a look at some of these intriguing NFL games because I do think that when it comes to betting on the NFL right now, it is very much more difficult to be placing bets when it comes to this time of week just because we are seeing it with a lot of COVID-19 information. You might have seen a lot of moving numbers. And, well, unlike what we want to see with regards to the postponed games that wound up getting moved to Monday and Tuesday, doesn't seem like the NFL doesn't want to be doing too much of that. And for many books, when you wound up having a bet on, say, one of those games that was moved to Tuesday or Monday, you were able to have that voided. So you either wound up getting a really, really broad deal or you want to getting a very, very good deal, depending on how you are betting that. But with that said, probably not going to be seeing a whole lot of that. So you always want to be crossing your T's and dotting your I's when it comes to knowing exactly what you're going to be getting. And I can tell you right now, I don't know exactly what we're going to be getting out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers find themselves anywhere between a 10 and a half and an 11 point underdog. And your total on this game, you're finding it in a lot of places right around a 44. Might be finding it a hair higher, might be finding it a hair lower, but when it comes to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I ain't talking about a team that's getting hit by all sorts of things all at once. I mean, Leonard Fournette is currently injured. Chris Godwin, he is out for the year. You really feel for that guy. And man, when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they wound up being the first team in NFL history this late in the season to be leading the league in scoring and get shut out. So that is a moniker that you don't want to necessarily be having. Now, when it comes to Carolina Panthers, this is a team that is just in all sorts of disarray themselves ever since Christian McCaffrey wound up going out with the injury. It's just been a big, giant bugaboo. And I do think that Matt Rule is a good coach. I think that Joe Brady and all the offense that he was running, that was not necessarily so great to say the least. But at the very least, as of right now, with the Carolina Panthers, you've got a relatively clean bill of health for this team. You've got Juba Hubbard in the backfield, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. So Cam Newton is going to have all those weapons to be able to utilize. But, I mean, the big question is, what are we going to be able to get out of Cam Newton in this game? Because you saw him last week against the Buffalo Bills. He wound up completing 50% of his passes, wound up taking four sacks, threw a pick. So that was not necessarily a great performance. Meanwhile, with Tom Brady, after a loss, this guy always seems to come back very strong. But now he's going to need to do so with a few pieces that are going to be missing. So that is going to make things all the more interesting for him. Very conveniently, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decide to not release Antonio Brown. Probably a good thing that they didn't because he wound up having the fake COVID-19 card, in which it probably said like McLovin on there or something like that. But I mean, they're going to need him moving forward as he's a little bit questionable for this game. I think Mike Evans has been listed as questionable for literally every game this season, but you got to figure that he's probably going to be able to be a go in this game. He wound up leaving that game against the Saints, which that did wind up hurting this team a little bit. You want to be checking in on his status 
moving forward just because he wound up leaving after having like one catch. And for the defense, I mean, this is a team in which you've got most of your pieces out there. Levante David has been dealing with a little bit of an injury along with Richard Sherman, but let's call it what it is. Richard Sherman is just not what he once was. Now, he did want to give the team a little bit of a boost when he was signed for that secondary, but certainly it's a case in which you could wind up having bigger losses for the team. Vita Vea along in Dominican Sioux. They're going to be able to get after it up front, but just taking a look at who Tom Brady is going to be able to throw to, that slot wide receiver has always been one that he's relied upon. Even when you go back to New England, Wes Welker, even to a little bit of a lesser extent, Danny Amendola, when he wound up having to throw to him, Julian Edelman, all these guys, they're just able to give you like right around nine yards when you wind up needing eight on a third and eight, just being able to have those reliable guys. And Chris Godwin was certainly a guy that was becoming that for Tom Brady as well. So now you're going to be probably looking to Tyler Johnson a little bit more. I've been interested to see Scotty Miller as well. Scotty Miller was actually a guy that wound up getting quite a few catches last season. I was a little bit befuddled as to why we weren't seeing much more of him. He wound up having two catches in that Saints game. If you're looking at player props, I do think that he might be worth a little bit of a look this week. Obviously, Rob Gronkowski is going to be getting a whole lot of the ball as well. But you take a look at the backfield for the team. I think that they wound up picking up Le'Veon Bell, so he might wind up seeing a couple carries along with Ronald Jones, the third Ronald Jones. And that game against the Saints actually looked halfway decent, but this is a guy that you typically want to be using in small doses. It's one of those things like a very heavy spice in food. If you put in there a little bit, it's very, very good. If you wind up overpowering it, it's very, very bad. I feel like that's the way that you got to be taking a look at Ronald Jones in the backfield. So in this case, if I'm looking at anything right now, I probably would be taking a look at the Panthers catching between 10 and a half and 11, just not knowing what's going to be coming about with regards to Mike Evans situation. I mean, I think that he plays, but what form of Mike Evans are you going to be getting? I have absolutely no idea because if he winds up playing it, but he's very far from hundred percent, it's almost a little bit of a detriment that he would be out there rather than someone like a Tyler Johnson, like a Scotty Miller. So you got to figure that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be doing some Roster maneuvers moving forward, so that makes this game very intriguing. So we're going to be seeing how this winds up shaking up throughout the weekend. I do feel like there's a lot of questionable things when it comes to the NFL right now, when it comes to teams, when it comes to players as well, and something that has been just very questionable as of right now, that would be the playoff chances of the Baltimore Ravens as they're going to be facing off with the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, you're finding the Bengals in most spots a 2.5 point favor with a total of 44.5, and Boy, things have been unraveling a little bit for this Ravens team. You take a look at them, and they very nearly pulled off the win against the Packers. And I can't remember a team that has wound up losing two games in the span of three weeks due to going for it on going for a two-point conversion and not getting it. That has to be like the first time that that has ever happened. But got to respect the guts. Just did not wind up happening for this team. But Lamar Jackson, obviously, that is what you've got to be noting moving forward because there's a chance that he's going to be able to play this week. He's, and I quote, hopeful of getting back out there on the field, but you've got to be checking in on his status because even if Lamar Jackson does wind up playing, but if he's hobbled, that is certainly going to be taking a lot out of this Ravens team as well. And you can see it from the line right now. This is a line that you could relatively expect with Lamar Jackson being out there on the field. So you've got to feel like bookmakers are saying, you know what, we expect Lamar Jackson to play. Maybe he won't be 100%, but we expect him to be out there. 
But you take a look at this Ravens team, and the defense has really been bludgeoned, not being able to have Marlon Humphrey out there in the secondary. It doesn't really cause too much of a shift in the line, but you can tell that it has impacted this Baltimore Ravens team the last few weeks. They got just completely carved up against the Green Bay Packers last week. So now you're relying upon guys like Taven Young, who's now dealing with an injury as well. Chuck Clark is a guy that might wind up missing some time as well. Calais Campbell has been dealing with injury. Derek Wolf as well. So this is a Ravens team that it just feels like whenever it seems like, all right, they've suffered all the injuries that they possibly could. Oh, we're going to give you three more. So that has been very difficult for the team. And then you take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals team, and I like what I've been seeing out of them overall this season, especially on the defensive front. You take a look at the secondary, and they've been able to do a good job just all season long. They've been dealing with a couple of injuries, but by and large, they've been able to stay upright with guys like Von Bell, Trey Waynes, and company being able to do a solid job there. And then up front, this is not a team that is necessarily going to be getting 100 million billion sacks, but this is a front seven that certainly has been able to hold up. They've been able to do a nice job against the ground game as well. You've had someone in Sam Hubbard who's been able to step up along Trey Hendrickson. Hendrickson is actually at 13 sacks right now. I feel like that is a very, very silent 13 that he's been able to put up. And then Joe Mixon has been a 1,000-yard running back for the team to be able to take a little bit of the pressure off of Joe Burrow. When it comes to Burrow, he and Jamar Chase have really been able to do a good job of hooking up. It's been a little bit more subdued these last few weeks these two guys have been in a little bit of a rut recently but you know that these two are going to be able to hook up on quite a few you take a look at Jamar Chase and I do feel like defenses are doing a little bit of a better job of being able to bottle him up he had just one catch in the game last weekend you take a look at it he's had three catches or fewer now three of the team's last five weeks I think that this could be a little bit of a good get right spot against a Baltimore Ravens team that they're just all sorts of banged up right now the only way I see this line moving is in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals a little bit more unless we see something completely unforeseen because the way I'm reading this right now is that bookmakers expect Lamar Jackson to be out there but even if Lamar Jackson does wind up playing for one is he going to be 100% and for two who in the heck is good to be able to help him out because you just got so many injuries with the Ravens if I'm feeling good about anything right now it would be laying the two and a half with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that they should be able to get it done against the Ravens team that all of a sudden is in grave danger of not being able to make the postseason. Have no fear. You're in no danger whatsoever of not getting college basketball picks. We're going to be giving you some of those on the other side of what I all like for Wednesday. That's next right here on The Look At on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available at VSN.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head over to VSN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week. Be able to follow the trends and find the best value. You're able to do this for odds to be able to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every single game now at beaston.com slash NFL as it is the final segment of the look at it is myself Greg Peterson holding it down as Scott Seidenberg was on the nightcap tonight did an absolutely terrific job there so a pleasure to be able to join you guys today and if you're listening to this and you're hearing me live another three hours of me is going to be coming up next if you're listening to the replay at 345 a.m. Pacific time 645 a.m. Eastern Stormy Bond and Tony and Sean King, they've got you covered on Follow the Money. They're going to be joined by Johnny Avello. Daryl Moose Johnson is going to be coming up along with Bill Pullian. So they've got you locked and loaded there for three hours of fun. And we're having a lot of fun here as well. As I've got to give you guys what I like in the New York Post today. And we want to brighten up one of the big ones. You've got Arizona and Tennessee. It's going to be a true road game for Arizona, but not a spot that they're unfamiliar with. Arizona winds up opening up a two-point underdog. And it's held relatively steady in a lot of spots with your total on this game, 149. And I like Arizona in this game. I like them outright. I officially gave up for the New York Post spread just in case if, because you wind up writing these up for pretty much overnight, I wind up having to write these up just after openers wind up coming out. So in case if there would be a little bit of a line move, you want to be a little bit safe there. So that is why I wind up doing it the way that I do. But I personally do like Arizona to be able to win this game outright. When it comes to Arizona, I just have been very intrigued by the team being so well balanced. Top six in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Christian Coloco, one of the best shot blockers in all of college basketball. Three and a half blocks per game. And then you've got Ben Matherin along with Azula Sabels combined to be able to give you 33 and a half points per game. Arizona has really been able to pick it up recently with their three-point shooting. And t- yeah, take a look at Tennessee and Kennedy Chandler along with Santiago Viscovi. These guys are able to combine for 27 points per game. Both of these guys have shot very well from three-point range. And with Tennessee, they do rank fifth in the country with regards to defensive efficiency, the amount of points that you allow on a per-possession basis. But 
I do think that Tennessee is just doesn't have quite as much depth in the backcourt. Someone like a Justin Kyer is able to give this Arizona team eight points per game. He does a good job of being able to give a little bit of better leadership to a guy that needs it in Kurisa. Kurisa has been able to give you right around five to five and a half assists per game. He has been able to do a terrific job for this team. And when it comes to Arizona, this team has passed every test thus far. They go on the road. They play against Illinois, and they wind up having to deal with an Uber situation which they had to literally drive to the stadium after they wound up getting like placed in like some remote location or something like that it was absolutely ridiculous and they still wind up winning the game there so they were able to deal with that and for Tennessee I do like John Fulkerson down low but I do think that this is going to be a game which it's going to be a little bit slowed down and even in games that are slowed down you take a look at this Arizona defense and they have given up 60 or fewer in so many games this year I think that they're going to be able to thrive in that sort of a game. We've already seen Tennessee go 6 of 40 from three-point range in a game. I certainly don't think that we are going to be getting that. I certainly hope that we aren't going to be getting that, but I personally wound up saying my total. And we're around a 146 in this game. So I do like the under, even though Arizona has been in the top 25 with regards to possessions per game. And when it comes to the New York Post, wound up giving out Arizona laying, or catching the points, I should say. I feel like they should be the favorite because I made them a two-point favorite. So willing to take them on the money line slash lay a very small number with them. A few other games that we have yet to hit in college basketball. This is one that is moving, and it is moving fast. So if you are listening to this, do note that we have seen quite a line move on this one as Washington State and Boise State is 773-774 on the betting board. Washington State opened up a 2.5-point favorite. You're not finding them as a 2.5-point favorite anymore. At DraftKings, you're finding a 4. Heck, in some books out here in Las Vegas, you're seeing as high as a 5, and your total on this game is 129.5. Now, I do think that the proper move is being made on this game. When it comes to this Washington State versus Boise State game, I want to making it 6, so we're getting much more in line with what I wound up having. And when it comes to Boise State, this has just been a team that hasn't been able to find anything on offense. They're shooting below 60% at the free throw line. That is a big, giant issue. Now you've had Abu Kihab be able to give you double figures for this team. He's been able to do a nice job there. And what I will say is that Boise State has had a very, very unexpected revelation from a six foot six six foot seven freshman that has really been able to step up. Tyson Dejanhart. Yes, Dejanhart. So... I mean, he is one of us, ladies and gentlemen, but he's been able to give this team overall for the year right around eight and a half points per game. But now 15 plus points in each of the team's last five games. He has been able to light it up from three. He's shooting 44.8% from distance. Really, other than Emmanuel Acott, he's the only guy that's able to shoot threes for this team. And you take a look at this Boise State team as well. They've been relatively solid on the glass. They've been very good on defense. They are one of the best teams at just not allowing three-point shots in general. They've allowed the second fewest three-point attempts in all of college basketball. So they're looking to push you off the arc. Meanwhile, for Washington State, this is a team that has really been punching up their tempo a little bit. I do like what you've been able to get out of many of the guards of this team. Tyrell Ghost Roberts is someone that's able to give you right in the pocket of about 10 or so points per game. You've been able to have even someone like uh, Mohamed Gay come in, and he's been able to give this team six rebounds per game. So he's able to do a little bit of something down low. But what you really need for Washington State is for Michael Flowers to be the best player out there on the court. He has been able to give this team 14 points per game. His three-point shooting can be a little bit or miss. But when it comes to Washington State, what I think is really going to push them over the top in this game, their free throw shooting. I mentioned how bad Boise State is at the free throw line. They're shooting 76.3% at the free throw line. So I think that they're going to be able to do a rock-solid job there with Washington State as well. 12 and a half offensive rebounds per game, so they're able to get second and third chances with guys like DJ Turner up Rodman. Yes, relation. 
of that other Rodman. He's been able to do a solid job. He's been able to get the team four rebounds for him. What else would you expect from a guy with the last name Rodman, but also Noah Williams. He has been cold from three-point range this season, shooting 25% last year. He shot in the high 30s from three. I think that he's going to be able to pick it up a little bit. He's been able to give the team 13 points, a little bit over a seal, two and a half assists per game. So it's a spot in which I do like Washington State. And when it comes to this total, I do think that you've got a shot at the over because with Washington State, They've been able to crank up their tempo a little bit this season with a game like this where I lined it as a six. You know what happens when a team is down six with a minute left to go. They hack, hack, and hack some more. So I do think that that is going to be able to help out a little bit when it comes to the total. So I wound up saying my total at 132. So I'm taking a little bit of a look at an over in this spot, and I'm going to be taking a look at Washington State. Mentioned it a little bit earlier this hour, but I've got one bull pick that I really do like. It is in the Army versus the Missouri game, the Armed Forces Bowl. And I do like Army to be able to cover these six and a half points in this game. I think that just with the combination of them having so many guys that are able to run the ball in Missouri being just absolutely putrid with their run defense, I think that it is going to cause for Missouri to have a very long day. I was honest here. I mean, I didn't expect them to be able to make a bowl game this season. I was surprised to see them in any sort of a bowl. This is a Missouri team that they have been bad. They've given up 62 points already this season to Tennessee. They wound up having a closer than it should have been game against Central Michigan. This is a team that has not looked impressive all season long. So I think that you've got some relatively good value here with Army. I'm willing to lay six and a half with them. So there is that. If I'm looking at anywhere, I am looking at the over just because Missouri's defense has been so bad. And we have seen Army be able to put up points from time to time, obviously, when they wind up playing against the military academy. So those are spots in which they don't wind up putting up points. But with that said, I do think that you're going to see Army really be able to get out there and be able to do a solid job. And I always like to talk about teams I like to back. How about if I give you a fade going out here? 755-756. Oma is going to be playing us to Western Illinois. It's not often that you wind up seeing Western Illinois as a double-digit favorite on the road, but that's what winds up happening when you wind up playing against Nebraska. Omaha with Western Illinois fighting them at DraftKings at 11.5-point favorite. We've actually seen this move number move up to 12 and 12.5 in some spots with a total of 149. And when it comes to Nebraska, Omaha, this team is in the bottom 20 with regards to offensive and defensive efficiency. You've got one guy giving you more than 9.5 points per game right now. You wind up seeing them lose on their home floor to the St. Thomas Tommies in their first-ever Summit League game coming up from the G3 level to the D1 level. And though they lost the game by 7, it really wasn't that close. They were down by a count of 42-13 to 13 to a team that last year was at the Division Three level. I mean, if that's not pathetic, I don't know what is. Well, Mississippi Valley State is also pathetic. So it, there's also that as well. But you take a look at what you're able to get on the flip side for Western Illinois. And this is a team that has really been able to come together under Rob Jeter. Rob Jeter has done an absolutely terrific job bringing in guys that are able to be a little bit versatile. Trenton Macer is someone that winds up coming in from... Northwestern State, the good old Demons. He's been able to give the team 13 points, six and a half rebounds. Western Illinois as a collective. They're shooting in the neighborhood about 38.5% from three-point range. Will Carius has made you very curious for more. 17.5 points per game, shooting 47.3% from three as a six-foot-six combo player. You've got Temel Pearson, who's been able to do a solid job, giving you right around six and a half rebounds per game. George Dixon is a nice little mixer and shaker. This is not a team that necessarily uses the world's deepest rotation, but they use a solid one. And they're going against an Omaha team that, when it comes to the bottom five in college basketball, they are certainly there. I would not put them worse than Mississippi Valley State, but 
boy, they and IUPUI is currently giving Mississippi Valley State a run for their money. Made Western Illinois a 13 and a half point favorite. So we're looking to lay it there. And something that we're always looking to, great information here at VSIP. I feel like we provide the best of the best. Thanks to all the guys behind the scenes. If you're listening live, you're going to be hearing me for another three hours. If you're looking at the replay, well, you've got Follow the Money coming up next. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze every angle of every game so you can make the most informed, 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 you can make the most informed. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.